Hi, my friends who listen to Future Primitive. I'm really happy to be back with you this week. And our guest is Alan Seal. He's an award-winning author, an inspirational speaker, transformation catalyst, and the founder and director of the Center for Transformational Presence. He is the creator of the Transformational Presence Leadership and Coach Training Program, which now has graduates from more than 30 countries. His books include Intuitive Living, Soul Mission, Life Vision, The Manifestation Wheel, The Power of Your Presence, Create a World That Works, and most recently his two book set, Transformational Presence, How to Make a Difference in a Rapidly Changing World. His books are currently published in English, Dutch, French, Russian, Norwegian, and Romanian. Also currently serves clients from five continents and maintains a full teaching and lecture schedule throughout North America and Europe. Welcome, Alan. Thank you very much. It's great to be here with you. Thank you. I I feel like asking an odd question, just jumping in like this. What to you is the soul? Mm, mm. Mm. I love that question. And, um, you know, it's a question that I ask very often on the first day of, of workshops, because soul is a word that's being used all over the place these days. And even, you know, the Kia automobile company makes a car called the soul now. So you can just go buy a soul and drive around oh. in it. Um, <laughs> it's, I feel like that uh, when this happens, when we, a word is be- being used so frequently, it's easy to lose sense of the power of that word and yeah. what it actually means. In all of the ancient scholarly languages that um, came before the religions that were associated with those languages, the words for soul and spirit translate to mean breath. And for me, this is such a powerful way of understanding soul. I mean, you could certainly think of soul as essence or the core. It's the uh, you know the essence of who we are. Uh, and yet, when I come to it as breath and think about the soul as the breath of life within you, then that word comes alive for me in such a powerful way of it's not only the breath of life within us as individuals, but uh, when you look at the soul of a company or the soul of an organization or the soul of a country, the soul of a family, it's, it's what is the breath of life mm-hmm. within that system, um, within that individual. And even then that word spirituality, if we, that's a word that's also being used all over the place. And I kind of actually avoid that word most of the time. But if we use that word from a perspective of uh, this definition of breath of life, then I think about spirituality simply as the exploration of how that breath of life moves through us. Wow, that's really, well, that's in my view, that's really beautiful. So how do we create a world that works? So do you... Do you feel that the world that is working works because otherwise we couldn't even create a world that works? Well, I look at the world as it is now, uh, and I'm not one to feel like that we're in horrible, horrible situations. And I mean, there are certainly things in the world I'm concerned about and things in our own country that I'm very concerned about. And yet at the same time, I also see such amazing potential open. So when we look at a, a world that works, well, are we talking about a world that works for some people or a world that works for all and a world that works for, in fact, um, yeah. all of the inhabitants of the world for and, uh, taking care of the environment as well as uh, as well as the, the people or the living creatures. So there, there's so many layers of that. Um, I feel like that we are in a world, living in a world right now that is um, 
working well for some and not so well for others, mm-hmm. if we just put it as simply as that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, but I, yet I also, I don't believe in, in my own sense, uh, my own perspective, I don't believe that a world that works is a perfect world because I'm actually not sure that this is even supposed to be a perfect world because I feel like that we are here to learn. That's what we come into this physical life for. We come here to learn. And if everything was perfect, then there's no learning edge. There's um, There's no challenge. There's nothing to grow into. And so... For me, when we talk about a world that works, it's uh, a lot more about recognizing what is and giving permission for, for example, giving permission to, to learn and to recognize that in different parts of the world, different communities, different cultures, different countries, uh, different people, we're all on different learning curves. We're all learning different lessons at different times. We're all in different places in our own evolutionary development. And it's important to uh, respect that, to honor that, and then to pay attention to what is the next potential that's wanting to unfold here. Um, I feel like that one of the, well, maybe two fundamental things that are so critical for us in today's world is, number one, the, the recognition that everything is in some way connected to everything else. This is, in fact, I feel like the fundamental worldview that that determines everything else, the, the fundamental worldview, do you believe that everything is connected to everything else or that everything is separate? That fundamental worldview will determine everything else about how you look at the world. And so that's the first thing is for, it's so critical for us to be able to move into a place where the mass consciousness is starting to understand that in fact, everything is connected in some way to everything else. We are all a part of this much larger uh, matrix of connection of the quantum field is just a matrix of of connections. And the second piece then is to give each other and give ourselves and give our leaders permission to learn. That we are so far away from that right now and so much more in a place of a sort of moving into our individual tribes and a lot of judgment about anybody else who's not in that tribe or somebody else who does something differently or has a different thought or feeling about something. So when we can move into this place, the fundamental question perhaps that I wake up with every morning is what will I learn today? Yeah. And where do we, uh, giving each other permission to be in that space and to step out of the judgment place and into a place of invitation for learning. You know, Seth Godin, you may know Seth, do you know Seth Godin's work? What know of him? Yes, he, so, so he, he um, recorded a really interesting soul biography with, with Nick Askew not so long ago. Um, and if you don't know Nick's work of, for soul biography, that's also a really, uh, he does some beautiful work as a filmmaker. But so he was filming um, Seth Godin talking about uh, what is the great divide in the world right now. And uh, in just five minutes, what Seth Seth Godin was talking about was it's actually not an economic divide. It's not fundamentally a racial divide or an ethnic divide. It's not a, uh, you know, all the, it's not a political parties divide. Fundamentally, what is kind of creating uh, two different worlds right now is the divide between those who are curious and those who are not. Uh-huh. And I found that really, really profound to look at where we are in the world. And I, you know, so you can stretch that out to say it's the difference between those who are eager to learn and those who are only eager to know but uh, not to learn beyond what they already know or what they already think, what their, uh, their opinion is. Um, I've been, um, you may know Richard Rohr's work because he's so, so close yes, there to yes, you in yeah. Santa Fe. Yeah. And, and Richard uh, has been writing in the last few weeks so much about in religion, the importance of moving beyond belief into the place of how do you live? That we need to come back in, in, in Christianity is what he, the perspective that he's writing from. We need to come back to the place about 
Christianity or any religion, for, uh, for that matter, being about how we live yes. much more than what we actually believe. Yeah, I'd like you to extrapolate a little more on that because I think it's very important. But the part of that, how do you live, the important part is when, to me, is when that's translated into words. Living okay. is one living is living is one thing, but it's when we transform how we live into words that uh, that in some way we become greedy and we want others to do the same thing. So here we are back to learning, here we are back to permission to learn, here we are back to understanding that everything is connected to everything else. And if I am fundamentally connected to you in some way, and if I have a relationship with you in some way, if I understand that on some level there is a, there is a bond between us, um, I, I feel like I am much less likely to be critical or to be attacking or judging because now I'm, I'm looking at another aspect of me. I'm looking at, uh, in some way, how we, are, how we are interrelated, how we are interconnected, how we are interdependent in this world. And that is such a critical piece. And so living from that place, um, you know, this comes back to transformational presence. There's, there's the, the new book, and it's the, the, right. what I call my work in the world, transformational presence. And what does that mean? Well, if we take that term apart... In the first, and start with the word presence. When I speak about presence, I'm speaking about how do you show up? It's it's what do people feel when they're with you? When you walk into the room, what happens to the energy in the room? What do people experience when they are in your presence? Mm-hmm. That's uh, you know that, that that's a real core piece there. And so, what is what does that feel like? Do people want to be around you, or do people <laughs> run the other way? <laughs> what is that like? What what happens when you are in a group of people? What is the energy there, or just one on one with somebody else? So there's presence and the transformation. We've already well, we didn't talk about the word transformation. That's another one of those words that's being used so often right now, and we lose the sense of what the word means. It literally comes from the Latin root transforma. Which, which means change across form. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's change that happens at the core, at the essence level, and then moves out from there. So I think about drip, dropping the, the pebble in the water and the rings go out. Well, transformation happens at the core of our being. If we look about at that from people or from organizations or uh, societal systems, it's the same thing, that transformation happens from your fundamental worldviews. It's when there is a shift in your perspective or awareness or understanding at a fundamental level, then the ripple that ripples out through our whole lives. And we begin to make different choices. We say all the time in the transformational presence work that our job is not to tell people what to think. Our job is to expand how people think, how people perceive, how they are expand their awareness. Because as all that expands, they begin to make different choices. It, they're they're seeing the world in a different way, expand worldviews, and so when we talk about transformational presence here, uh, and we and and what that means in terms of creating a world that works, transformational presence, I think of it as like tending the garden. It's about creating the best possible conditions that allows uh, the greater potential to unfold or allows tra- for transformation to happen. And if if you're a gardener, um, you know that when you plant a seed. There's nothing you can do to make that seed grow, but there are many things you can do to encourage that seed to grow. So you can make sure that you plant it in rich soil. You make sure you plant it in a place where it will get the proper amount of light, and you make sure that it gets the proper amount of water, and you pull the weeds around it. You give it space to breathe and to expand. You tend the garden, and that's what transformational presence is. That's what's creating a world that works is. It's about tending our garden. And it's about tending to the space in between us because the space in between us is where the power is. It's not in me. It's not in you. Mm -hmm. It's what's happening in this energy between us. When I can tend that garden, when I can help that be a rich space 
for possibility and potential to emerge and unfold and evolve and, and develop. Wow. Now we're creating a world that works. Yes. And, but when you drop that seed in, uh, in a place on earth that has been tended and is fertile, then, then it grows. But right now, my, uh, my despair is about the people who do believe that we are separated. And what creates that transformation? Like, for instance, in myself, I used to be a uh, Cartesian thinker, but then my loneliness became so great that it was die or see that we are all connected, that everything is connected. Well, can people come to that understanding, that liberation through transformational presence? So here we come back to the learning again and recognizing that we're all in different places. It, you also, what this brings us to is um, what I write about in the book is, and what I've been writing about a lot over the last year and a half or so actually, is what I call the great breaking open. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that this is the era that we're living in right now um, in the whole world. It's because this is certainly a global thing that's happening, not just a national thing. In, the, in any particular country. And I'm blessed to work in so many different parts of the world and, and see this great breaking open happening everywhere. So many people would say, uh, and even as you're kind of describing it right now, would say that everything is falling apart, that everything is breaking down, that um, it's, uh, it's, we're in a place of um, where nothing is working. And uh, on one level, you could say that that's true. I prefer to look at it, however, as a breaking open instead of a breaking down. When something breaks open, we're able to see it, sense it, feel it, perceive it all the way from the core. Now we have access to all the way to the center. And as I started hearing in my meditation, maybe uh, six months or a year ago, when I was really in a, uh, I, was, I was dealing in my own fear about what's happening, uh, especially in our country at that moment. And um, mm -hmm. I, I, I kept asking, you know, what is this about in this great breaking open? And I kept hearing the words, everything will be revealed. Everything will be revealed. Everything is, has to break open. How do we change? No one is going to change their worldview about whether everything is connected or everything is separate just because I tell them that. They will only change that worldview by having an experience. And so our work in transformational presence is so, it's all experiential work. It is about creating structures through which people have experience. That's a really important distinction here That's in that I'm not point. saying... We're, creating structures. Yes, we're, not, we're, yes we're, we're not creating experiences for people because that becomes manipulation. And I see a lot of people do that. A lot of people trying to make people have a certain experience. No, uh -huh. we create a structure that allows for discovery. Okay. And we see what happens as people go through an exercise, through a process. What do they discover? Something breaks open. Something cracks open. And maybe maybe it's a movement of, of an inch and maybe it completely transforms everything. I remember so clearly... Um, uh, a couple of years ago, this this one incident I was in in on in the Northwest, um, leading the five day transformational presence leadership and action uh, leadership leadership and coaching program, and um, there was this wonderful dear man, young man, who mm -hmm. came in and said, you know, his company had sent him to be there. His company had sent a lot of people into our leadership work, and he came in and he said, you know, I'm a I'm a mathematician. I, I'm a software developer. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. And this is all very foreign to me. But I'm, I'm willing to be here because my company asked me to come. Mm -hmm. And, and he, was, he was very open and he was very uh, genuine. And he was also really quite out in the open to say, I'm kind of lost. I just don't get this. You know, I think in very rational, very linear terms. Well, so on the, yeah. on the second day, uh, second or third day, we were doing an exercise of working with energy, and uh, it was a breathing exercise, to begin to experience everything as energy in motion. 
And uh, mm-hmm. as that might sound kind of woo-woo and out there here uh, as we're just talking about it in this way, but it's actually a quite grounded and, and powerful and profound exercise for people coming right out of the mainstream world. And um, so we went through this exercise and when it was over, I turned and looked at him and he had tears streaming down his face. And he said, I just discovered there's a whole other world that I had no idea about. This unseen world, but suddenly he could begin to look around him in nature as well as in man-made creation and, and literally begin to perceive that what if on some level of reality, everything is just energy in motion. Everything is just vibrating energy. And so am I, just vibrating energy. And as he began on his own, just through simply the structure that we created, as he began to experience his physical body as energy in motion, and then in some way open a door that allowed him to start to consider the possibility that what if everything around me is also energy in motion, all of a sudden this whole of the world cracked open for him. Now, there's no way I could have taught him that. He had to discover that. And so this is a hugely important thing for us. If we're just busy trying to convince other people of anything, we can pack up and go home. That's not going to happen. It's about creating a space of learning and discovery and how do we keep – we talk all the time in Transformational Presence of our work is about extending invitations. We're just inviting people into another perspective or inviting people into a discovery process. And then let's see what you find here. And you might find something very different than I find. Well, that's interesting too, because I get to learn from that. The more we invite people into the next place, the more as we go into, uh, for example, into a company or into a country and say, we might look at many things that we feel like this needs to change. This needs to change very quickly. Well, you know what? It's only going to change as fast as the mass consciousness can change. If we are in a hurry making those changes it's not going to happen but if on the other hand we might say so over the next five years let's say i'm just making up a time frame over the next five years somehow it's really important that this shift can happen in the consciousness so i'm holding the intention for that i'm responding for myself of what am i being asked for for that and i keep paying attention then to what is one step we can take today that is moving us towards that shift that will manifest maybe sometime in the next five years. Well, you speak we, about the long path in your book. Yes, the long path. As Ari Wallach uh, talks about in such a beautiful way when he talks about the long path, that is, the more we can have the long path view, in my experience, actually, if I'm willing to work with the long path, it becomes a shorter path because things Ooh. start to accelerate things start to happen more and more quickly if i'm willing to give it space mm, mm, exactly uh, remind me that once this skillful body worker said to me all i do is give space is try to give more space between one uh, muscle and fascia and just to give more space between things yes. and uh, I like the way you talk about uh, power. My power comes from the space I create for people to thrive. Mm. Yes. Talk about po- power, the way you see power. Right? Well, it's, it's, it's interesting to me but that we're in this, um, just on the edge, on the periphery of the consciousness now, is beginning to come in uh, a, a whole new understanding about power. Yeah which relates also to leadership and levels of leadership. Mm-hmm. If we talk about the power part first, um, we, you know, that if we're working through the, our own development in the, in the solar plexus chakra, if you work with the chakra system, we have that journey from power over something else mm-hmm. to understanding perhaps there can be power with or a shared power that can happen there. Well, we're, we're because we live in the solar plexus chakra right now. That's where we are in the in our Western civilization, and we're in this place of trying desperately to get from the solar plexus to the heart chakra. Is in astrology they would say from the Piscean age into the Aquarian age, and it's 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 just it's moving in this place in consciousness right now 
for us more into, I would call it into a more intuitive age. So we're in this, this journey of finding our way with power and we're getting somewhat better about recognizing that there is a difference between power over someone else or some situation. I'm in charge and I can control it to moving into a place of shared power. It's power with someone else, power with an idea or a concept. So we're, we're making that journey. But the, the big invitation that's waiting for us right now uh, is about recognizing that actually the greatest power lies within the potential that is waiting to emerge, the potential that is rising up right now. That's where the power is. And it's a wave of power that we can get on and ride. So it's not my power. It's not your power. Our job is to ride the wave of power, to get on it and recognize that it will carry us. It will take us. And wow, when we get on that space, when we are riding that wave, when we are shifting into that relationship with power, we are moving into an entirely new way of being in the world. Here is again about this is a world that works when we are recognizing that that kind of relationship that we can have with power. And so this uh, is it okay if I talk a little bit about the leadership part of how oh, that absolutely. ties together? Absolutely, it's fundamental because, to your work. Yeah, yes. So for, with leadership, there I was always taught uh, in my younger years that there were three levels of leadership development. The first level is that you follow a leader, and that is actually a, an act of leadership in, when we understand that all of us are constantly contributing to the mass consciousness of the present and of the future. And so when I choose to follow a particular leader or a particular philosophy, I'm giving energy to that leader or that philosophy. I, there's an, in some way, I'm saying, this is good. You should pay attention to this. So so I'm giving energy to that. So there's that first level, choosing who, who you follow as a leader. And then the second level of leadership development is when we take leadership of our own lives. We become the leaders of our own lives. And the third level is when you perhaps become a leader for others. And, and there's kind of two different ways that that might happen. One is that you choose to be a leader for others, which uh, can have kind of mixed consequences <laughs> and others is, and, and then there's when you realize that others are following you, that people, others have chosen you as a leader for them. Um, that's a whole different kind of path of walking with leadership. And, and maybe in the end, there's some combination of those two, but that's the third level that you become a leader for others. Well, now again, on the, on the periphery of the mass consciousness, there is this fourth level of leadership development that's that's beginning to come into our awareness. And that is recognizing that the potential is actually the leader. But what wants to happen here, which is a different question than what do I want, that's something we can talk about as well. So the what wants to happen, the potential that's waiting to unfold, that's the leader. And the person who has this title of leader, well, their job is actually to listen and sense and feel and intuit What's what that potential is asking for to follow the energy of that potential and translate that message to the people that they are uh, in name leading. So this is an entirely different kind of understanding of leadership because it's not leadership as having all the answers. It's not leadership of knowing what to do, which doesn't work very well in our incredible complexity of today's world. Um, that can be another conversation of the distinction between complicated and complex now. Yes. And so this whole piece of, of fourth level of leadership is recognizing that there's something that's trying to happen here. There's something that's waiting to emerge. What if I start following that? If I listen and sense and feel and pay attention, it will show me every next step. And my job is to translate that understanding and awareness to the people that I'm leading and to help them also learn how to listen and sense and feel for that potential. But that takes courage, doesn't it? Yeah, and, it, and, and I want to say it's not but that takes courage, it's and that and takes that courage. And that takes courage, I'm with you. Absolutely. That's a really important thing because it's like we're not stopping it, let's invite it to, yes, it, it takes huge courage. And yeah. it also takes trust, it takes faith. But you know what? What does where does trust and faith come from? Ultimately, 
I mean, yes, we have experiences that allow that lead us to the place where we can choose faith and we can choose trust. But and there is that moment at which fundamentally we choose to trust something. We choose to have faith in something or we recognize we've reached a place where I can trust this and I choose to trust it. This is uh, everything we're talking about today, Joanna, is it's a practice. This is not just something that you decide one day and now it's all done. Uh, This is a practice and it's a lifelong practice. And the more we can understand that, and this brings us back to permission to learn. This brings us back to life is not about something I learn how to do and then I just spend the rest of my days just doing that. No, it's an every single day. It's waking up with, and what will I learn today? Every single day is new opportunities for growing into the fullness of who we are, for living into the soul, I call it soul mission, into your life purpose, for living into the, the potential of you that is constantly unfolding. As you live into your own potential, your potential continues to evolve because you live into the next part of your potential, now something else becomes possible. Another door opens up. And that's how it is for us as a society. That's how it is for us as organizations, as families, as cultures. The more we keep evolving into who we are, then what becomes possible for us, the potential that is waiting for us also evolves. Okay, let's make a, let's try something. Perhaps you could help me. I live that way. I live the way you're you're describing. I I I live into the flow. And I live into the flow because I think that if I didn't it would be too boring, too hard, too slow, too uh Maybe you could help me change the alternative there because it's sort of, I live that way because uh, uh, it's a carrot and a stick. Well, um, that sounds pretty wonderful to me. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, why, you know, why would you, why want, wouldn't to change? you want to live a life that's exciting and interesting and, a, and in a flow and, and a life that is challenging in an inspiring kind of way oh, you know yeah. it's we we can all get weary when the challenges just keep coming and uh times when i just want to say to the universe and this certainly happens in my life when i just want to say to the universe hello can you just ease up a little bit oh, <laughs> there's oh. a lot right now you know i just need a little breathing space right <laughs> right or or could you change your timing a little bit it's it's the timing part of uh, you know I say my life has a life of its own. Yes, uh, yes. I, I say that often, and so that's why that's also why I love your work. But sometimes I think, look, t- life's timing is different from the timing I would like. It is. It is, and and therein also. This takes us back to the trust and the faith yeah. of what, when when life's timing is really inconvenient, yeah, <laughs> which, exactly. which happens at times. <laughs> when life's timing is really inconvenient, then it's to be able to just say, well, okay, so here we are. You know, I read a poem in the last couple of days, and I don't remember who it's from. I don't remember where it came from, but it showed up in my email box, and it was in effect saying, I didn't ask to be invited into this place where I am right now. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm here, I might as well dance. And I just, I, I, it was putting that statement within a context of struggling between the light and yeah. the dark, struggling with challenges of yeah. life and, yeah. and whatever. And I just, but I love that I, that concept of, you know, I didn't, uh, this this is not what I would have chosen. I, I consciously, yes. uh, you know, we can have a discussion about what do we unconsciously choose, but but That's but consciously, this is not what I would have chosen, and yet here we are, and so we might as well dance. Right, right. Well, uh, it's, the, it's the whole concept in the transformational presence work of push against or flow with. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is where we are, and it's and and understanding that distinction between flow with and go with the flow. Those are two very different things. 
Um, yeah. And uh, so that, that, that flow with is actually a very proactive, very engaged thing of tapping into. So what is, there's a message trying to come through here. There's something that's trying to get my attention. Uh, even in this inconvenience of the moment, there's something that's trying to get my attention. What if I choose to pay attention to that and to flow with that? Go with the flow is just, I just give up and I'll just, whatever happens, okay, I'll just go with it. That's a very passive yeah. um, and, yeah. and, and frankly, rather um, fatalistic way of being with it. But flow with is a very engaged, proactive way of co-creating. I'm glad you're making that distinction. Absolutely. And I'd like you to talk a little more about that because it's just... Uh, I see it uh, as a major key to transformation. So we, um, one of our sort of uh, mantras or, mm. or um, uh, tenets of transformational presence is a problem is not something to be solved. It's a message to be listened to. Mm-hmm. It's to recognize that there are messages everywhere and our job is to pay attention. So let's just, do a little exercise here with our audience. And um, I invite you for a moment to consider something that's a challenge for you right now, something that you might label a problem or that's, uh, that's, that's hard. It's just hard right now. Okay. Um, whatever that is in your life. Right. So you have something, Joanna? Yeah. Uh, cash flow. Okay, great. Okay, great. So, so Joanna, I, um, you don't even need to tell us any more of the story of what that is. You, right, you've just right. mentioned cash flow, but that's fine. Yeah. So let's just say now you've got that issue. For just a moment, no matter what your relationship to that challenge is right now, I ask you to push against it. Treat it as if it is the problem, almost like it becomes the enemy. And I have to do something about this. I have to fix it. I have to solve it. I have to, I have to do something. Push against it. And notice how that feels in your body, what happens with your breath, mm-hmm. and what happens in your relationship to the situation. Don't talk about it to me now. Just feel that. Mm-hmm. And then take a deep breath and kind of shake that out. Now, chances are, even though you pushed against it and tried to fix it, probably your issue is still there. (laughs) And so imagine if you keep breathing that you could drop down underneath that issue or challenge or lift way up above it, whichever feels easier for you, and simply pay attention. There is probably something that's trying to get your attention. There's a message that's trying to come through. There's something that wants to shift. There's a breakthrough that's ready to happen for you around this. There's something that wants to happen. Don't talk to me about it. Just sense it and feel it. And what if you let yourself flow with what wants to happen instead of push against it? Just breathe into that energy of flow with, to partner with that potential or the message that's trying to get your attention, to become a steward for what wants to happen. And notice what's different in your body, what's different in your breath, and what's different in your relationship to the situation. And then when you're ready, Tell me what's different about push against and flow with. Well, it's what you said. Trust and faith and willingness to learn. Mm. Mm. One of the things that people say the most frequently is, uh, well, now I can breathe again. Or suddenly there's space. There's space around my situation. The situation is still there. It hasn't gone away. But all we're doing is shifting your relationship to what's happening, Shifting, shifting your perspective, shifting your ability to be with it 
and to work with it instead of fight against it. Because, you know, transformational presence work is built, it's, it's based on three fundamental principles that come to us from ancient wisdom teachings. And then uh, quantum physics now shows us the, the, the science behind those principles. And, and so the first principle is that everything is energy in motion. It's a part of a, a larger process unfolding. And the second principle, which is the one that we're really working with right here, says that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed. So that means that we can't actually get rid of anything, but we can transform it. It means that whatever's in front of us right now is our next co-creative partner. It doesn't matter whether we like it or not. It's just that's what's there. It may not be our only co-creative partner, but it is at least one part of what we have to work with right now. That's what's in front of us. And the more we can move into a space of flow with, the more we can move into a willingness to co-create with what is, to listen to it, sense it, feel it, ask it what it needs, ask it what it's trying to tell us, have a dialogue with it. The more we can be in that space, the more everything starts to open up and soften and we begin to find our way. I like the softening part. I really, mm. I really, really like that because it, it implies a physical, physical sensation of softening. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually another word that people often use, that uh, it, it just gets softer. Whatever the issue is, it's not so hard anymore. When you're pushing against it, you just make it get harder and harder and harder. But the more you're willing to be with it, it's the same with physical pain in our bodies. Yeah. When we brace ourselves against that pain, it just gets worse. But if we're willing to breathe into it and be with it, it begins to soften. And I'm not saying that it goes away completely, but it, it, it eases, it softens. I want to ask you about uh, transform actional. Um, mm. I think yeah. once once you soften, so, you might be you might be ready for a format of transform actional action. Well, you know, for a long time, I was working with this distinction between transactional leadership and transformational leadership, and our transactional coaching and transformational coaching, and. And that distinction being that transactional work is just about getting a result. And, and I don't mean there's no judgment about that. Sometimes that's what's appropriate in the moment. We just need to get the job done. And, and yet it's, it tends to be a short-term focus and tends to be uh, more of a, a problem-solving focus. Transformational work, on the other hand, uh, is not about getting a result at first. At first, our, our initial intention is to get clear about what wants to happen and to listen and sense and feel and let that guide us and then begin to move into taking steps based on what we're discovering. Well, after a while, I started feeling like, yes, but now there's this duality between transactional and transformational. So what's, what's beyond that? What's beyond the duality? And... Uh, so then I started hearing this word transform action. And at first I, I admit I laughed out loud. I thought that was kind of funny. And then I realized, no, that's it. Transform action, transformation in action. Mm -hmm. Transform action is the ability to have a new awareness, a new understanding, a new perception, and instantly turn that new awareness into action and instantly begin applying it and moving forward. And this is what this is the leadership that's called for today uh, in the amazing uh, and incredible complexity of the world that we're living in. Um, we we need for leaders and uh, we need leaders who are can be transformational. Uh, it's a whole new set of. Well, we talk a lot about skills and tools. Um, in and competencies often in in our in our work yet where we're living in a world right now that's inviting us beyond skills tools and competencies into capacities our ability to how much 
information can we hold? For example, how much, how many layers of complexity can we hold within our awareness? This is a heart-based awareness more than an intellect-based awareness. That's a whole other conversation. But, but it's transform action is taking us into this much, much bigger awareness. And so then I start to think about these. Um, what what are the the, the capacities of of transformational uh, leadership, transformational ways of being. And so um, many people who are writing on the, the leading edge of, of conscious leadership now are talking about new, a new skills and tools and capacities that leaders must have. Um, we're talking about your capacity for awareness on multiple levels, your awareness of what's obvious as well as what's hidden, your awareness of what's happening all around us as well as what's happening inside of you, mm -hmm. your awareness of your own presence in the moment and how that presence is being received, how you're showing up and what's the level of effectiveness of that, how are you being asked to show up right now. So enormous capacities for awareness. Okay. And then transform action is about an enormous capacity for understanding how life works as energy and motion. Form follows energy. Mm -hmm. Our circumstances and mm -hmm. situations come out of energy. The more we can step through the, the, the form of what's happening to get to the energy behind it and begin to work with the energy to shift the energy, mm -hmm. things start to shift very, very quickly. This is the work we're doing with leaders all over the world now to help them move to the energy and move, uh, things start to shift much more quickly in their organizations and their companies when that's happening. Uh, we need enormous, uh, transform action is about enormous capacity for holding complexity and being able to cut to the core or the essence. This is not about your capacity to find the answer. Okay. This is about your capacity for discovery. Okay. Your capacity for understanding that transformation happens from the inside out. So we cut to the core. This is why the great breaking open is so powerful and so important right now. It's messy right now. It's mm -hmm. difficult. It's scary. It's all those things. And it's in fact what must happen for us to be able to cut all the way to the core and begin to work from the inside out. Transform action is about an enormous capacity for, uh, we already said for discovery and for creativity and for innovation, for being able to dance in the moment, for being able to flow with what is right now and to co-create with that. It's about big capacities for being able to support other people wherever they are without entanglement, being fully present with them, being fully engaged with them, yet not entangled in their circumstance and especially entangled in their emotion. Just be present with them and serve. It's about meeting whatever comes from a place of clarity and trust and confidence, which is, does not mean, again, that you have the answers. It's a trust that if I pay attention, if I am fully present here, right here, right now, then I will find what I need. Because the, the principle of, of polarity, one of the ancient hermetic principles, tells us that that the nothing can exist without its opposite, unless its opposite is also present. So that's telling us that yeah. the challenge cannot exist unless the resolution or the solution is not also somewhere here present, present in the energy field, not necessarily inside of me. The answers are not necessarily inside of me, but what is inside of me is the technology that can allow me to tap into that quantum field, into the energy field, and to sense and feel what's here. And again, it's it, this might all sound a little like crazy no, and woo-woo and out excellent. there, and yet it's not at all. The more it's we tune excellent. in and, and, and just pay attention, the, there's so much available to us if we will, if we will just pay attention. This is transformation. Pay attention, absolutely. People ask me what I do, and I say I pay attention. Yes. Yeah. That, I, exactly. That's and it. I, and I would say, and I would say, Joanna, there's actually a second step for that. It's Tell me. Pay attention, and say, and then say yes to what you're being asked for. Yes. Yes. Because there, yes. there's the transform action piece. It's about sensing. I get the message. And I'm saying yes to what it's asking me for. Now, that is transformation in action. Yes, yes. I've been thinking so much in the last few days about this. Uh, there's a film now that has a title that's called The, the Form of Water. 
And while you were talking, I was I was thinking, yes, I, I know now I've been thinking about the form of water. It's because of remembering that you are the water no matter what vase or glass or form it the, it it's contained in yes yes that's vibration that's remembering the vibrational aspects no matter what yes. the container is yes yes everything is energy in motion yeah. there it is yeah yeah mm. so i want to ask you we don't have much time which is i mean i've had a wonderful time with you Oh, this has been fantastic. This hour has just flown by. Thank yeah, you for that. But I still want to ask you to answer this. What would you say is the most important message from the book for those who truly want to make a difference in today's rapidly changing world? Mm. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, it's. Uh, I would say that it's about knowing who you are. Uh-huh. Um, that that's the that's the starting place. So know who you are um, at a deep level, and know who you are as a living, breathing, ever transforming, ever learning, growing, and evolving being. And so that's the first thing. And the second thing is then to pay attention, as we were just talking about. Pay attention and say yes mm -hmm. to what the moment is asking for. Mm -hmm. And the third thing I want to say is keep it simple. It's when you address when you address complexity with complexity, uh, you won't get very far. It's the simplest questions that cut through the complexity to get us to the essence. And so the the powerful work of transformational presence coaching is asking such simple and yet very direct and very clear questions that cut right through to the core. And so keep it simple, mm -hmm. know who you are mm -hmm. and pay attention and say yes to what you're being asked for. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Alan Seal. It was a joy to be with you. Thank you, Joanna. Can I just invite people to our website? It's of course. Transformationalpresence.org. Transformationalpresence.org, and there there are so many resources there, videos and um, tons of articles and so many things to support you. Um, there, are, of course, there are workshops and books and other things, but there's a lot there that's even just for free to support you. So please uh, visit us, sign up for my newsletter, and I look forward to hearing from some of your audience. Thank you so much. Okay, wonderful.